Day 63. Today marks nine weeks since my surgery. It means it's nine weeks since I was able to dress myself, shower myself, drive, go for a walk or cycle, or do pretty much anything without additional effort and stress. I'm a bit over it all. There are days when just getting through feels like an achievement. And there are other days when the day or days before catch up with me. This decompression after meetings or events is something that is part of life. Coming down from a tournament, wedding, tour, conference or life event is a natural part of life. We look forward to things, gear up for them, give a lot through them and just as quickly they are over. I read some years ago that Bono's wife makes him check into a hotel in Dublin for a few days after a worldwide U2 tour to help him adjust to not being the centre of attention and prepare for the adaptation to home life. I'm conscious that many of our camp staff will be going through this decompression at the moment, at the end of a busy summer. I know others who are adjusting to the new school year and the end of the holidays. Many more are adjusting to coming out of or going into lockdown. Feeling that we have nothing left to give puts us in a vulnerable position. It's tempting to respond to the aftermath of intensity with escapism, addiction, indulgence, self-pity or anger. After the prophet Jonah has seen the people of Nineveh repent, He is angry with God and says that he wishes he was dead. He is resentful about how things have gone and is not happy to see a different result from the one that he was hoping for. Far from rejoicing that the people have responded to his message and being grateful to the Lord, he is resentful and aggrieved. But to Jonah this seemed very wrong. And he became angry. He prayed to the Lord, Isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still at home? That is what I tried to forestall by fleeing to Tarshish. I knew that you were a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, Lord, take away my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. He withdraws to watch what will happen next. His mood changes for the better as he makes shelter and is happy when a plant is provided to ease his discomfort, but furious again the next day when it withers and he is exposed to the blistering sun and the scorching east wind. But God said to Jonah, Is it right for you to be angry about the plant? It is, he said, and I'm so angry I wish I were dead. The source of Jonah's hostility to God and his twice expressed wish to die is that his focus is entirely on himself. Elijah had a great victory on Mount Carmel. The prophets of Baal had been defeated. King Ahab had been shamed. The people had rededicated themselves to the Lord and the drought was ended. 
Despite this public affirmation, Elijah was fearful for his life and fled. He is exhausted, and he too says to God, it would be better if he were dead. The story is told in 1 Kings. Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there, while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom bush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. In both these cases, God shows kindness, draws close and speaks truth. He challenges their faulty perspective and reorientates them to the bigger picture of his nature and what he is doing in history. The Lord does not lead with a lecture. He provides practical care. In Jonah's case, a plant for shade. In Elijah's case, freshly baked bread and fresh water. In both cases, there is time to sleep. When Elijah eventually arrives at Mount Horeb, he is sheltering when the Lord speaks to him. He feels that he is the only one left and people are trying to kill him. There he went into a cave and spent the night. And the word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here, Elijah? This is a great question. And the Lord asks it a second time shortly afterwards. When exhaustion, frustration or loneliness take us to a place of escapism, addiction, indulgence, self-pity or anger, this is a key question for us. What are you doing here? Elijah discovers something important about the Lord in his encounter at the cave and on the mountain. The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountain apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. The Lord draws close and speaks tenderly. Elijah has already seen the Lord work through fire and storm. He learns that God speaks and also works in quietness. God reveals to Elijah that far from being alone, there are 7,000 faithful in Israel and that God is going to raise up a servant and co-worker in Elisha. Today, I am thankful that God does not treat me as I deserve, but constantly shows grace and mercy. I am also thankful for the reminder that my perspective is skewed by many factors and that the way I see things can be warped and distorted. We need restoration, rest and reset. This may be obvious to us, when things have been tough, but it is also to be expected after times of growth and encouragement.
After our greatest highs, we are often at our most vulnerable. This can be true not only of the most significant events in our lives, but in the rhythms of our year, month and week. We need to watch out for ourselves and take care of each other. I'm grateful that I was able to have a delightful coffee and catch up with Doreen Harvey today, which was a great encouragement and we have just enjoyed the chicken soup that she brought us for dinner. That was chicken soup for the stomach more than the soul, but it is often in the little things that we are reminded of the goodness of God. In the stories of Jonah and Elijah, it is the plant, the bread baked over hot coals, the jar of water, the shelter, the touch of an angel, the gentle whisper and the voice of God. I am thankful that I am known and called by my name and not left to my own devices and inadequate responses. In the aftermath, the Lord is near.